0: What you are about to see is real. Two women of privilege, their views shaped by their divergent backgrounds. A white woman from an evangelical Midwest military household and a multiracial philosopher from a wealthy Southern California family. They are attempting to do something unimaginable in today's society. They are going to talk to each other like human beings. This, is Privilege with Purpose. Co-hosts Dava Mills and Alina Francis openly discuss topics that are normally only whispered about behind closed doors as they try to illuminate context and break down power struggles. Welcome to The Conversation. On this episode of Privilege with Purpose...
1: Today we're gonna be talking to you about what it's like to be an average-sized woman not able to get broad, but still be sexual, be comfortable.
2: There is this bra, which is my bra, these are my bras. Right. You're not going to, you're gonna wear them, but it's not gonna stay on very
1: long. We even went to another store and they didn't have anything beyond a large in the store. We're like, where's, well, oh, we go up to like 5X. Well, where is it? Oh, you can order it online.
2: If half of the population in America is overweight, speak to it.
0: The conversation starts now.
2: Hi, welcome to Privilege with Purpose.
1: I'm Deva Mills. I'm Alina Francis. And we like to have in-depth conversations with each other, and sometimes they're really incredibly vulnerable. And we're here to invite you to be a part of that today.
2: Okay, so Deva, why did you bring me here with my bras today?
1: Oh, I thought you were going to be mad at me about this, but you're just being annoyed with me right now. Yeah, just
2: annoyed. Okay. no, I'm not an angry black woman. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. No, I was reading up that during COVID, women working from home are not wearing bras anymore, and the bras that they've had previously are no longer comfortable. And um, also with COVID weight gain, everybody's bra sizes are changing. And so I started looking into lots of different things and I don't know. Bras are interesting. Like you've done some studies on bras. So what have you learned about bras?
2: No, I had to do some studies on bras. Okay. <laughs> Correction. Okay. All right. So what I learned about bras is the history. So I have a timeline I'm going to share with you all today. Okay. So in the 15th century, we had corsets. Then it evolved in France in 1889. The split corset, so meaning a woman realized that corset using metal and whale bones, it was damaging, it was bruising, it was doing all kinds of women. She developed a two corset. So you had the top and the bottom, right? 1907, the Brazier. It's coined by American vote. 1911, the word was added to the Oxford English Dictionary, brassiere not bra brazier. So most so in doing our research, I asked every place that we went to, Mm -hmm. do you know the history of the bra? And nobody knew the history of the bra. I find this sort of discerning, especially when some of the yeah. people were very prideful. I've been working for this company for Work five, da, 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 whatever yeah. years, and it's like, but they didn't know the history <laughs> of the product in which they're selling. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I uh, when we were out there. The other thing that frustrates me is I have been in situations where I've tried on bras before and. I uh, measured 36 inches some years ago, and I went, and the 36-inch ones were, like, pinching me wrong. I'm like, I need to go up to a 38. They're like, we got to take you down a cup size. I'm like, no, because then I'll get bruising on the side of my body. And I made them upsize me but leave the cup the same, and it actually felt a lot better. Um, I've got this really weird body type that I used to have permanent bruises from bras because I was led to believe that I had a small bust back in the day. Turned out when I was properly sized, I was a size D, which I was like, oh, I had no clue. So obviously we can go out there and see all sorts of things on ill-fitting bras, but in this environment right now, uh, there's been a push for body positivity. So besides being shocked with what these women didn't know about the history of bras, what What stood out for you when we went bra shopping?
2: Well, this is, this is the sadness of it all. So as you can see, I'm very, I'm voluptuous. (laughs) (laughs) When we went to Victoria's Secrets, Mm -hmm. totally professional, nice people. Mm -hmm. But here's the problem with Victoria's Secrets. There was only what two drawers. Where we could open up and try on bras that would actually fit me, which is a 38 double D, right? So I thought. So we're here in Victoria's Secret, and we just have this one small drawer.
1: And the the thing that really caught me off guard about that is not all the bras were available in 38, maybe half the store. And none of the store had 40s in there. Right. And so to get ready to go out, I literally took a measuring tape and I measured myself two or three times. I came up at 38. So we go into Victoria's Secret and I noticed sometimes it was supposed to be a comfortable bra, but it was itchy or it was pinching wrong or it was in the wrong spot. Um, and for you, what happened with you in there?
2: So in there, even though the, the, the sales ladies
1: mm-hmm.
2: were very professional, very courteous I felt they were unhelpful and when we left out of Victoria's Secret mm-hmm. I was I we started talking right. and I was like well what are they really saying here if right. they're saying anything do they not want heavy set people in their store well yeah do they not want voluptuous people seen in their store right. trying on bras like Well, I don't know.
1: The thing that was like really weird to me was they had a little maternity bra section, you know, for for breastfeeding moms. And I was like, oh, hey, cool. And it was all the same size as they had through the rest of the store. And I'm like, what a slam on a new mom. Yeah, Yeah. we got sexy, sexy stuff here, but your bazongas are going to be really big from breastfeeding and we're not going to fit them.
2: Right. And really there there's there's no there's no saying you know what come let us help you right we have
1: it here for you unlike soma we because we didn't go to soma until the next day so why didn't we go to soma until the next day why do we find ourselves back at the mall again
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> So I wake up the next day, I'm getting ready, and I'm like, something's not right. I got a suspicious rash. And
1: where is the suspicious <laughs> rash? Yeah. My,
2: my boob from trying on bras from Victoria's Secret. Right. I, I immediately
1: called Dave. I was like, God, we're
2: supposed to go to other stores and do our research about bra testing.
1: And now we have no clue what caused this. So we go back to Victoria's Secret and how would you describe your experience of going back in and saying, "Um, your product gave me a
2: rash? They're very professional, Mm -hmm. but then it goes south. Okay. So she's asking me, going through the rails, you know, are you allergic to metals? No. Are you allergic to memory foam? No. Right. Are you allergic to whatever else she said? I'm like, No. What can I do to? What is it that you want? Right. So I, I immediately got annoyed. Angry black woman right here. I immediately got pissed because I'm like, what? Are you trying to now imply or say that I want free bras or something? Right. Like that's not why I came here. (laughs) Why would I want a
1: free bra that gives me a rash (laughs) anyway?
2: Yes, and then you have a store that's not really welcoming to me, anyways. To try on bras because anything over thirty-eight, triple D at Victoria's Secret, you have to buy online,
1: and only half the stuff that's thirty-eight, D, double D, triple D, small.
2: Only half the
1: stuff they they even had available. Yeah. So.
2: So it's like so. Then I looked at her in a very. Condescending way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said to her, you know, this is what's going, this is what I want. This is what's going to happen. I didn't even say this is what I want. This is what's going to happen. In two or three days, if this rash doesn't go away, I'm going to go to the doctors and I'm come back and I'm handing you the bill. And she was like, oh, she she'll let me go get an incident report. I'm like, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, David's right. really pissed off for me. They go. She gets the incident the incident report, we fill it out, and she goes, For your inconvenience, here's a 20% off coupon.
1: <laughs> like, why do I want a coupon so I can get a discount rash? I mean, that's literally what it feels like. But then we went to Cacique, and what did the the woman that worked there? She used to be a Victoria's Secret salesperson, oh, right? I
2: told her about my rash. Right. And she said that. Victoria's Secret uses a cheap spray to sanitize their bras. And that is what possibly gave me a rash because it was known while she was working with the company to happen from time to time. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what was cool about going to Sissy and Sonoma. Uh, Soma, Soma, Soma yep. is that they were so welcoming and embracing. And what made us feel really comfortable, remember when we were walking yep. in, is we saw our size all over the place. We right. saw big uh, mannequins
1: right all over
2: the place
1: which is like more the average woman, the average average figure. And then
2: then they were super helpful, super this, super that.
1: Which led to that interesting thing for me because I had done the whole thing like online, they say, measure yourself before you go out. And so I went and got my size and none of it fit. And so one of the things that they did was they said, well, we have a different measuring tape here. So somehow... At home, I was 38 inches, but their measuring tape said I was 40 inches. Now, at the end of the day, it's about a bra that fits. But what cracked me up is while we were out, we went into a department store, and I actually picked up a bra. It said it was 40 inches and I, my hands are seven and a half inches. And so I put my hand in front of the bra and it was over halfway across the front of the bra. So the bra before stretching, you're always going to have between four and six inches of stretch before you you do it, would have required to stretch over 12 inches. And it was saying it was 40 inches around. And one of those bras you did try on, I don't think you were even able, able yeah. to get it hooked, right? It wasn't. And so, it was just
2: supposed to be my size. So in my world, there's three, there's three types of bras in my okay. world. I don't know about any other woman, but I think there's some women that agree with me. There is this bra, which is my bra. These are my bras. Right. You're not going to, you're going to wear them, but it's not going to stay on very long.
1: Right. Yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about how this bra is supposed to look. Yeah, that looks great. <sighs> it's on the Anyways. floor. Yeah.
2: There's that bra. Then you have your everyday bra.
1: Right. Oh, that's a nice. T-shirt bra. Target. Okay. And
2: then there's a the sports bra. Okay. That's all the bras. That's... The three different types of bras that I have. And sometimes if I'm really feeling like I want to feel sexy and going out, I'll still wear this underneath.
1: Okay. Does it like make your but, clothes bumpy?
2: But no. Okay. But that's the type of bra, like I said, well, right. it's not going to stay on very long. So yes. that's the intention, right? So, yeah,
1: I went out <laughs> and I went shopping and I, I did buy this one from Soma. And it's it puts the girls up high. Right. Um, it's kind of a push-up, but kind of not. It doesn't have like little push-ups in there, but I think it's just the way it's structured. Um, it's comfortable for about three hours. I mean, it's definitely wearable. Um, and, uh, anyway, so it's definitely wearable for about three hours, but like I could not sit at a desk all day wearing this. I could not be walking around at work wearing this. Um, this, I have but is, a yeah. lot of
2: women could walk around with that and have it every day.
1: Yeah. Well, I, it, I used to be like that. Uh-huh. I used to, even though I had like permanent bruises and stuff, it was just like part of being a woman, but now working from home, like every other woman on the face of the planet, right. I have taken bras off. I mean, I looked up articles and I found articles about women taking bras off in Australia. I found it in the UK. I found it in the United States. This is like not a phenomenon that is just the U.S. right now because COVID has forced all these people into work from home situations. right? And so we're kind of seeing this like rise of what we saw in the 60s, but at the same time, we're seeing it a little bit different this time. So right. there's a lot of people now uh, purporting to have comfortable bras. So I bought a few of these, this is called a Nudie. And the Nudie Which is, I know like it's s- really weird. Um, the nudie is where is these like straps are made to like pull over your neck, all sorts of <laughs> things. It's basically made out of nylons and pantyhose.
2: Okay. All you women out there that are my size, really, really. Well, stretch it. I don't care. Really? But like, really,
1: but that was some of the things that we were seeing when we were out trying stuff on, right? You had to pull it in, you know, 12 inches.
2: How many minority women out there? Really? Really?
1: Well, half their models are minorities. Why
2: is this such a big fucking deal?
1: Well, (laughs) if I'm going to be wearing a bra, I need to be comfortable. Okay. Would you say the same thing? Yes. Because I don't want to be like, what's the first thing you do when you come home and you've had an uncomfortable bra on all day? Right. We take it off. Um, So I did get another one from Kessie. Yes. Which, you know, I've got on today. Yes. Minus the pink bow.
2: Oh, you took the bow off. I took the
1: bow off. I know know. why is it a big issue I just think they're pointless Like, how Um, much ribbon did they buy to manufacture onto these little things?
2: You think it's pointless, yet we're having a podcast about it. No,
1: the the bow, I think, is pointless. Okay. I don't think the bow serves a purpose other than to be annoying. So what's your real issue about the bra? I think my real issue about the bra is you go into department stores. They're still catering to women that are 36 inches, you know, around. And if you hit 38 inches or you hit a double D status... Right they don't have anything available for you that's sexy. If right. you are a woman of color, there's an even smaller selection, correct? As as in like darker brown bras, things right. like that. So nude is still defaulting to Caucasian nude. It's not defaulting to a mid-tone nude or a darker skin nude. It's not defaulting to an, like an African-American color. Um,
2: yes. So when I was doing my research in, about bras, mm-hmm. and then I was looking, I Googled black women and Bra issues. Or their issues. Nothing came up. This is what came up. Black women in health, the problems concerning black women in health. The other Mm -hmm. was, it wasn't about the fitting. It was just about the nude. Right. So it was the color. That's the issue they've been having. Well, then I'm going to throw something else out there. I don't know if it's a white thing or a minority thing, but I think most minority women don't give a shit. They don't care because if they, i mean they care cuz they want to look sexy they right. care because yes they got to go out and use a bra but i don't think they 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 it's something that they have to do they know they got to do but they're not going to spend hours upon hours thinking about how horrible it is to wear a bra right and they're going to if they go to places like Ross, mm-hmm. TJ Maxx mm-hmm. right They already know that their bra size will not be there but if you're if you don't have a lot of money and you're not going to target and you're not going to um walmart to buy your bra Mm -hmm. and you go to tj maxx or russ because you want to look for a different bra a nicer bra right that you can afford they're going to go in and then find a size that is closest to them as possible Buy that bra and that's it. Because when we looked at statistics, most right. women are wearing the wrong size bras. Bras, right. Right? They just are. Right. So I, I feel like, and I believe, and I could be wrong. So I want you to check in with me and give me what you feel about it. But most of the time, if we're, ha- I, this is where it's a white, first world
1: problem. It's a, it's a first world problem for sure. Right. Because I, I think in other countries, women just don't wear bras.
2: So now we have to talk about the feminists okay taking it even deeper okay go ahead
1: well we got the free the nipple movement has come back and i first saw it come online with breastfeeding oddly enough i didn't see it come online with like going bra free it's kind of morphed into something else um but it's also it's the uncomfort like who are we dressing for because i was at a company once And we were out for a happy hour, and a a former salesperson showed up. And she tells me about a time that she walked out onto the manufacturing floor, which was subject to outside temperatures. And we had a lot of people that were immigrants from other countries, and a lot of them were very conservative. They pull aside the HR manager, who is a man, and they are offended because she had nipples show up as she was walking down this this cold manufacturing floor to go get something. And then she got counseled about it. And I'm sitting here going, why are we counseling women for something their bodies do? Why aren't we telling men, it's not your problem, don't look. But we have this notion that men are turned on visually, which is not true. Study after study shows it's not true. They believe they're turned on visually because we tell them they are. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing for women. We tell women you're not turned on visually because we tell them they are. So if I told you your elbow is your erotic zone... You will eventually believe that, and that's how you're going to get turned on. So, having I just as a person in HR, I cannot imagine having to counsel someone on nipples because of cold weather. Have you
2: ever had to do it?
1: No, okay.
2: So, here's the thing this is where my annoyance comes in about this whole thing, right? The whole topic and whatever movement it is in regards to that. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Because all the problems that are going on right. currently in this world—that right. is the last fucking thing that I am thinking about. You think so? The most average, yeah. That is the last See, thing because that I am. This thinking is the way about. I look There's at just it. There's too much other things that are just going on. That's more important.
1: Okay, but this to is me. this is and where
2: we're talking about most Americans right. here. They're wanting to put food on the table, right. keep the lights on. Right. I really don't think this is one of their biggies.
1: Okay. So here's the thing though, I'm gonna take it back to work for a second. Okay. I actually had to tell one of the owners because where I work, we have rooms which are really hot, right? They're like right. eighty, ninety degrees. He goes, can you go tell the women See, remember, I said, I haven't had to have this conversation with a woman because I won't. He goes, can you go tell the women to wear bras because the guys keep looking? I said, no, you can tell the guys to stop looking or you can go work with a bra on in an 80 degree room and understand why they won't. And I'm sitting there looking at this very privileged, very rich person who is one of the sponsors of our business next to at the time who is like our CFO. The CFO is right. laughing his ass off because now I'm taking on a very straight man and telling him keep your eyes in check. And if you want to know what it's like to wear a bra in a very sweaty, uncomfortable circumstance, and you can hack it for a couple of weeks, then we can have a discussion. Well, he's not going to go put on a bra. He's not going to go work in 80 degrees. Right. But he's having me trying to have me police women's bodies. And I'm not going to do it. Okay. So I do think there is a big topic at State. Can you imagine you're trying to put food on the table and they're putting a condition on your undergarments to put food on the table?
2: Fair. I still don't think they care for shit.
1: <laughs> I think you might, you might find out. So I,
2: Yeah, we will. Yeah. I would love people to come in and talk about it. I also think, and I could be wrong on this as well, and it's going to go into another podcast, okay. is that is how minority women how they view sexuality and sex versus a white woman in America. Yeah. Right. I also think it goes into the conversation of the bra wearing. Right. Right. And what, what matters. Right. right? I think when it comes and I'm not trying to be the, uh, the mascot or the person of all minorities, because I can't do that. right? Right. But just speaking as a minority woman in the United States, I we talked about this before. I truly think that we there's a different conditioning and a different mindset that I think black women have
1: mm-hmm.
2: versus a white woman.
1: Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Right? I because so we we've, we've, we've had some of those, those conversations, right? but
2: yeah. So then what's your
1: My takeaway is we should not be policing people's bodies. And if we are going to make things available, we need to make them available at a better rate. I mean, it is, I will say there were a few years ago, Victoria's Secret didn't even have a 38 available, Right. right? They didn't have a 40 available. But the fact of the matter is, is Victoria's Secret doesn't even have the size that fits the average size of the population. Right. They're literally still at the one-third of the population. And even going down the the road to Pink, right? same thing. They're still not quite at the average size of the population and then we went to soma you saw how much i lit up i'm like they they had like freaking f's and g's on the rack right we
2: had the same problem at nordstrom's
1: oh god yeah so we're
2: not picking on nordstrom or victoria's secret Mm -hmm. this is my takeaway you companies that are out there, mm-hmm. we are voices and there's many of us out there right. that are feeling the same way. You need to open up and you need to give right. us big women or voluptuous women right. more um, options, make us feel more welcoming when we enter your store. Because we, we mm-hmm. asked a, a group of, um, I think one of the ladies that worked at Pink, she's a millennial. I asked her, Does, how do you feel wor- when you walk into a right. Victoria's Secret when you're with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? And she's like, oh, I feel fine. But when we were growing up, mm-hmm. if there was someone that was big, because I wasn't this big when I was young, right. I could walk into a Victoria's Secret, right. but I had my best friend, Chalon, who right. would come with me and just didn't know this, felt completely depressed, right. felt completely shitty after shopping with me right. at Victoria's secret because she couldn't buy a bra there. Well,
1: and that's the thing we even went to another store and they didn't have anything beyond a large in the store. But like, right. where's, well, all oh, we go up to like five X. Well, where is it? Oh, you can order it online. So it feels subliminally yeah. like it might be cute. You don't want me in your store. You, she, don't you don't want me walking in and carrying that bag through the mall. That's what it feels like. It feels like a slap in my face. And again, I'm a size 14. I am an average American size woman. And if you can't size an average woman, yeah. why am I going to buy your stuff online?
2: So your companies out there just really, really, really open up to and like move with the times you if if half of the population in America is overweight speak to it
1: right don't speak make us it. find these specialty don't stores it, yeah
2: or make us like cuz in some women not me but some women yeah. will find that to be a very shaming and embarrassing thing yeah and if they have girlfriends like let's go out and buy bras they'll be like no what's
1: the point there's no fun in yes. it and there wasn't a lot of fun in it because some of the biggest sizes i could find were too small for me. And I'm like, again, I'm I'm not huge, right. I'm average. So what we would encourage you to do is just grassroots type of stuff. If you know of a manufacturer that you like their stuff, you don't see it in their size, call them out on it, tweet them, tweeting is an awesome way to get responses from companies. Another thing you can do is if you do find a specialty brand online, you can petition uh, higher end companies or department stores to say, hey, bring some of these into your store so I can try them on in real time. Even if I have a beige one to try on, but know that I can get fit properly and order the burgundy one, just knowing where that those access points are, I would say the more you make requests and the more you make a stink about it, the more likely they are to bring it in.
2: I just want to interject making a stink versus canceling. hmm with the cancel culture going on, it's com- that is not what we're saying.
1: Right. We're saying, raise your voice. Raise your voice. And talk about your concerns. Again, average women, and there's two sides to average that bring it together, we all deserve the same things.
2: Yes. So ladies, two stores that we found that were mm-hmm. very welcoming, very gracious, and it felt very empowering right. entering their stores was Soma.
1: Yep. Soma was awesome.
2: And... Sexy.
1: And that's the that's the lingerie side of Lane, Lane Bryant. Bryant. Um, so we felt really good about that. But I just have to say at the end of the day, my boyfriend would just prefer nothing. So it doesn't matter how sexy I try to get. <laughs> Hopefully you find yourself a man like that. Or a woman. Thank you for watching Privilege with Purpose. And we hope that you go ahead and follow us on any of the media platforms that you choose to use. And we will
2: see you next time. Next time.
1: Bye. Bye. How do you feel about your knockers now?
0: (laughs) Next time on Privilege with Purpose. The
1: The cult cult of of self-help.
2: A lot of the people that have um, self-made themselves into gurus, a lot of them are not even experts in their field. No.
1: If you didn't come out of COVID with a new side hustle and losing 20 pounds, you were never motivated. That's what a lot of self-help is doing. It's taking very complex world problems, and it's just, it's solving them with a the magic bullet.
2: All right, so you started
1: talking about Oprah <laughs> and
2: her being
1: street we smart. Swear. And I realized. Please explain that. I know, and it came out all levels of wrongs. Yes, I did
2: come from privilege, but right now, if you look at me on paper, I'm not privileged. I came from it, but I don't have it. But she has a good wine. <laughs> yeah. T-H-3. Entertainment.